Hey, hey homebodies. homebodies! Welcome back to the Introvert City Podcast, where we discuss culture, media, and faith from the perspective of an introvert's complex mind. Hi guys, I'm Seth. And I'm Karina. And... Today is a good day. Guys, normally we come to the studio... Are you done? Okay, I thought I'd You know what? People are going to think I'm literally so mean to you in real life. They are. Probably because you actually are. Because you're always making noises over there on the other side of the table. And you're like... Actually, are you going to stop? Okay, let me say why I'm having a good day. <laughs> so normally we come to the studio at the end of the day, and it's a Monday that we record, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, it was Monday, <laughs> and it was a bad day, whatever. Today was actually sunny, first of all. It was sunny. like a, a sunny fall day. It was beautiful. I mm-hmm. had a great day. I don't know. I got up super early and was super productive. I don't know what it is about today, but I'm, I'm feeling good. How about you? It's because God put breath in my lungs today. I had a good day. I had to wake up really early all last week. So like today, I got to sleep in. And I also got to just like do a lot of schoolwork because I had a lot of schoolwork to do. I'm satisfied with what I did this week. Nice. So would you like to introduce our guest or should I? (laughs) Actually, guys, today we have a special episode because we have a special guest. The guest that we have today is someone that <laughs> I know very well, very, very well. I've known for the past almost 10 years of my life since I was a, a wee middle schooler, wee elementary school kid, actually. And Karina, how do you know our guest? Well, I know our guest because you introduced him to me, and he also is our producer. That's his official title of the Introvert City, right? Yeah, he makes our music. Yeah. He he's our intro producer. He he made our intro music, uh, both of them, which we love. He's also helped edit multiple episodes. He's super um, super tech savvy. Yes. Like I texted him the other day because I threw my computer off my bed and the mouse broke. I didn't actually throw it; it just fell. But anyways, yeah. I texted him, and he's our most tech savvy friend. And I admire the friendship that the two of you have, and I'm excited for the conversation that we're gonna have today. Yep. He's got blue hair. He wears a beanie. It's Taylor uh, <laughs> Madison. Hello, hello, hello. What's up, Taylor? Not much. I am happy to be here. Woo! I'm very, very, I don't know if y'all can tell, but I'm a little nervous, but you know what? I'm feeling comfortable. That's all right. This is really throwing me off because, like, I'm so used to hearing you guys just talk back and forth, having no visuals for it. I could only imagine what you guys look like when you're talking about it. Now I've got a perfect <laughs> visual. It's perfect. Yeah. It's just like, this feels weird because I'm so used to hearing you guys talk about it. And now I'm hearing it, and I'm hearing myself back, and it's just, it's an experience. But <laughs> thank you, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming on. Of course, of course. I, I, I think we've been planning this since, what, last month? Sure, since yeah, month yeah. Prior. Since a long so. time. Since yeah. we started, we were like, Taylor, thank you for making our music. you got to come on the show. And I'm like, of course, of course. That's my best friend right there. I mean, him and I. Can we just give a round of applause, by the way? All we had to say to Taylor was, we want a theme song that reflects introversion. And mm-hmm. he just spit it out. <laughs> like, yeah, our yeah, theme song yeah. is super, like, slow, jazzy type. Like, he just knew. I actually remember we met one day because you showed me the sample you wanted to use. Right. And you were like, I think this would work well for your intro. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that sounds pretty good. That's, that's your impression of me? <laughs> I, think, I think this would actually work well, really well for your guys' intro. He also actually made our logo. Yeah, yeah, that our too. IC logo. Yeah, which we, is um we, on the business card. Oh listen, yeah, listen guys, listen guys. 
Nice. We do have business cards. We officially distributed them at the assets event that we went to for the first time mm -hmm. a couple weeks ago. Blue and so orange. If you guys want a business card, we'll mail it to you. Blue and orange. <laughs> but uh, Mr. Talon, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and what you like to do for fun? All right. Well, I am an Iowa-born, California-raised, living out in PA. I am a producer. I am a musician. I consider myself an artist. I don't really stick to one genre myself, but I do kind of like dabble in hip-hop. I dabble in electronic music, things along those lines. My journey as a person has come really far. I mean, I spent most of my childhood living out in California, Oxnard, California, if any of you guys know where that's at. Did you like it? I, I loved it. It yeah. was great. I, I basically consider myself a Californian because I only lived in Iowa for like two years. So it's like I was born there, but I did not live there long enough to be an Iowan. Yeah. At least I don't feel, but I, I got a lot of history there. I mean, like a lot of great memories there. My Nana lived out there. My, my grandfather lived out there. But in California, it was, it was great. I spent most of my childhood out there. I made some great friends out there. I, I, I try to keep in touch with them still. At the age of 10... We moved out to PA. My dad's job had us basically shifting across the country. And I was very scared, very nervous at first. But um, we persevered. We made it all the way across the country. I still drive around the car that did it so many times today. <laughs> but once I moved out here, it was like, you know, it was kind of lonely at first. You know, a new environment. I was scared. I was only 10 at the time. So it's like my entire life. What? 11. Um, 2014. It was 2014. I always get the years confused because sometimes I'll think it's 2015, 2014. It's the same. Thing. Vine was still out. <laughs> Vine was still out. Yes, I remember that. That was one of the first. Th I actually discovered Vine right before I left to PA. That's so insane. Um, it was a rough time at first, but I, I soon got pretty acquainted. My parents signed me up for football when I was out there. That was really where I first started making friends. I played football for like two years. Definitely was not for me. I went through so many sports growing up. <laughs> None of them were for me. I had fun. Don't get me wrong. I made a lot of great friends, but sports, sporting, no. That is so interesting because I always feel like music kids and sports kids like don't mix. So when Seth told me for the first time that you used to play football, I was like, no, he didn't. Oh, yeah. I used to play <laughs> basketball. I played track in high school. Wow. I played, I don't know, that might have been an actually. That's pretty cool. You get to say that you did both music and sports. Yeah. Stuff. One of the ways Taylor and I became closer friends was because we both played flag football. Oh, yes, yes. That was after That's I had so played um, football, football. But then I got into flag football because my parents, they're big sports nuts. I love them. Love them to pieces. But they're big sports nuts. Dad's all go Eagles. Mom used to be all go Cowboys, and now she's all go Eagles. Lovely how that works. <laughs> he converted her. He converted her. That 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 was the big joke at the time. Um, <laughs> but nonetheless, like, I love doing sports. I love the, the memories I got to make, but it, it just was not for me. But like lower down the line once I actually got into school after that summer I had gotten to this brand new school system it was the last year of the elementary school system which really sucked for me because I was actually supposed to go into middle school out in California I was supposed mm. to like sixth grade was middle school so I was supposed to go to a whole new school but it was middle school so this time around I was just going into another elementary school that 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 was fun though moving into like Later in the year and everything, um, I didn't really have too many friends at first, but it wasn't until November, I think, was when I actually first started meeting and talking to Seth. 
Yeah, uh, I remember when you first moved to the elementary school. That will not be named because I don't want to get doxxed. Smart. <laughs> but I remember when you first moved to our elementary school, and like you were very much a jock in that <laughs> era. Believe it or not, Taylor was very much a jock in that era of like school and our life. And you were friends with one of my friends, and so I knew you through that. Do you want to explain how we actually met? As yeah. Friends. Yeah. Um, so basically, I had been dealing with a bit of bullying at school. Uh, it was it was a very rough time. But there was this thing at our elementary school where at lunch we were assigned to different tables, and of course they were assigned by homeroom. I'm sure some other people have similar experiences. Mm-hmm. But on Fridays, we got to pick where we got to sit at. Let's go. I specifically made a choice decision to just randomly sit wherever, and I chose right next to this guy I'd met earlier that day. I can't remember his name for all honesty, but I was sitting there and I just plopped down and him and I get talking back and forth. I think he was in football with me or something, so maybe that's how we met. A little bit after that, he's like, okay, guys, I gotta go, bye. And I'm like sitting there and I'm like, oh, there's another person across this table I could talk to. As a kid, especially going to a new place, I was very overjoyed to get to tell people my story. I was always like, oh, yeah, I came from California. So and I was cute. born in Iowa. <laughs> and I, I, I just moved out here, guys. I just moved out here. And I, I'm so excited to see what's next. It's a great talking point. I remember when I moved yeah. here from Philly, I told everybody that I was from Philly. No, yeah. When I moved, when I moved from when – I, when people heard I was a Cleveland boy that was born in Brooklyn, New York – that was the coolest thing. It's yeah. like being able to jump from so many places is it, it's really an experience mm. and it's great. Even if you don't get to like move out of state or anything, it's like just moving from place to place. It gives you such different environments to grow up in and it gives you so many different experiences that can really shape who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. And I felt like my experience moving through the, all these different places have really shaped who I am as a person. But to get back on the topic of Seth and I, <laughs> <laughs> so... Him and I uh, started talking, and there was this... <laughs> I was bullied a lot, too. I mentioned that in my testimony episode as well. And, like, we both had a hard... He was obviously the new kid, so he had a hard time finding anyone. I had a hard time finding anyone to talk to because, like, I didn't have friends. And, like, I was I was bullied quite often. So I was kind of sitting alone, but I lingered towards you because the kid you were sitting next to, I was, like, I knew him a little bit. I thought it was cool. So and then he bounced and it was and then I was just sitting across from you. Context. Go ahead. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, we started talking about a little niche internet subculture that some of you may know about. Uh, creepy pasta. Creepy pasta. <laughs> oh, that yeah. this is how we first bonded. We started talking about like internet creepy pasta. You know. Can it, you explain what it is for people who don't know? Okay. Because I just I recently have, found out. I have a very good definition here for people who don't know what a creepy pasta is. Basically, creepy pasta is a. Uh, it's kind of like an internet subculture. It's kind of formed around the idea of campfire stories. Yeah. You like telling horror stories around a campfire? Well, then you're gonna love creepy pasta. Mm-hmm. Creepypasta takes the campfire and makes it the internet. And with the internet, there's so many possibilities that you could just come up with on the fly. It doesn't have to be real or fake. Whatever your mind can imagine, you could basically put it in a story and just like expand upon it. And people would mm-hmm. eat it up back in the day. Yeah. I don't, the name Creepypasta is so uncomfortable. I don't know why. Oh, yeah. 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 It's creepy. 
but also it originates from the term copy pasta, which was like it, it'd be like this big block of text that you just copy and paste everywhere. Got really just pop- to annoy popular on people. Reddit. Really popular on Reddit and 4chan. Okay. Yeah, is where those things really started. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a, a funny thing about that with creepypastas is that really led the way to a lot of more internet horror. In particular, analog horror, which Absolutely. is really big right now. Seth wants to do an episode um, on analog horror. I really do. Oh, I love that'd be great. Homebodies. Yeah. You might not know this. I really love horror movies, and I love horror <laughs> like the genre. Or is and I love analog horror a lot. But we'll talk about that another time. Go ahead, Taylor. Throughout that entire conversation, we were just bonding over so many things that we had come up upon because, like, I hadn't had anybody to really talk talk to since I had gotten there, and I don't know if how it was for Seth. But, like, I was just so overjoyed to find someone with the same interests as me. I don't know why, but it was just really hard at the time for me to come across that. And finding someone with that just really helped us click so fast. It, he was one of the first people to actually talk back to me when I told him that big slur of words I told you guys. Where it's like, I came from California. I did this. I did that. I did that. <laughs> like, he was the first one to actually be like, so what are your interests? Nobody. Yeah. Yeah really did that at the time. They'd just be like, oh, you're from California? That's so cool. <laughs> it I, was a very oh. movie moment. Yeah. It was a very movie moment. Absolutely. Literally, Talon was like, he told me he was like, there was someone who was bullying right, you. Right, And also they bullied me, so it's like it was a, but mm. I, he said, bully. oh, yeah, it's something that really sucks. And then I said, tell me about it. And so on. Nobody. That's, a movie. that's literally nobody yeah. prior in that school had ever asked me those words. Like, so how are things going for you? How's the school going? How's the move actually been? Questions that mattered at the time, not yeah. like you know, oh, that's so cool. Just a statement. It's like I don't want to be something to be a statement to be made on. I want to be able to converse with someone. Mm-hmm. And Seth and I, we had a lot of conversations. We clicked, we clicked we click. like that. It was like gears in the gears in the machine. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of that conversation, <laughs> at the very end, I was like, "Hey, Seth, can I get your phone number? So, we, let's hang out sometime." <laughs> and he's so like, cute. "Okay, okay." I didn't get you your didn't phone get, number, but you didn't give me your phone number. No, I told you where I lived. Yes, that's and then what it was. we walked home afterward. I think I walked you to like the rock wall by my house. Yep. yep. And then randomly one day, no, I think it was because your parents, because we were playing flag football at the time, right? And so one day I'm at like a band practice or something and I come home, I walk home and my mom is like, hey, do you, do you know what, do you know a blonde headed kid, blonde headed little guy or he's, or blonde headed tall, tall kid came by the house before. Do you know who that is? And I was like, oh yeah, uh, Taylor, I think his name is. And she was like, he put his name on this piece of paper for you. <laughs> Yeah. I never knew that story. That's I remember adorable. this specifically. So, um, <laughs> with my track phone, yeah, how to put the digits in. Was track phone just the thing back then? That really was. It I mean, really for was. kids, yeah, that, yeah, makes that makes sense. Anyhow, um, so basically, he told me the address. This is where the story splits off. He told me the address, and I was like, oh my God, I really want to hang out with this dude. He is so cool. And he's like, I want him to be my friend. Um, <laughs> so I, I basically plug in the location to my uh, into my little Samsung phone, and I was like, okay, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's go. And I, what's funny is that at the time, I lived really close to his house. Like I was, uh, there's this little trail that connects our houses actually back then. And I just walked down the trail, and it's like a 30-minute walk. Yeah. And I make it up to the door. I go, and... Soon enough, someone opens the door, 
it's his mom. And I'm like, hello. (laughs) (laughs) Is Seth here? (laughs) Mrs. Frankie, can Seth come out to play? Mrs. Frankie, I would like to inquire if your descendant Seth, Seth Daniel Frankie could play. Don't tell them my middle name. No way they know. They already know because that's your Instagram (laughs) name. It's it's the basis for your stage name, Seth. How could they not know? But yeah, from that point on, Taylor and Soda's the same knock on the door. We became good friends. We literally became like twiddle D and twiddle dumb <laughs> at the school. Absolutely. Like we were super close. Um, and there were a couple of times where we kind of like hated each other for a little bit. Right, right. Then we like, kind of got back into it. But I feel like after all these years, Taylor's really one of the few people from school that I still talk to at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same um, here in yeah. all honesty. Like mm-hmm. I, I have yet to find another friendship and... I've had plenty of friendships in the past that I'd like still remain friends with them. And of, of, of course I still remain friends with like the really good friends I was friends with. But basically I've never had like a relationship like this with another person before in like a friend sense. I've never had someone like connect with me as well as this and still stick around after all these years, yeah, like actually yeah. tolerate me enough to stick around after and all these same, years. And same, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, to get kind of more into like, because of course we both do music. Mm-hmm. I go by Daniel, and he goes by Beanie Boy, Beanie Boy, BB. Sometimes he goes by T. Sometimes he goes by other names. But do you go by Alan ever? No, but That's I do go by awful. Tay. <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah, I, I, I found myself <laughs> going by Tay at, at jobs now because it makes it a lot easier instead of people seeing my name going, how do you say that? And then try and pronounce it. They can't pronounce Talon. Talon? Talon? <laughs> Taylor? <laughs> I have a son named Talon. Did you know that? <laughs> no, I didn't know it prior to you telling me, but thanks. Okay. So, yeah, you guys both do music. Can you talk a little bit more about, like, your passion for that and um, how you and Seth kind of connected and have created music together and what that did for your friendship? I actually have this uh, this perfect story. Um, <laughs> really early on in Seth and I's friendship, and I'm talking, like, early, early on. This was, like, in the very beginning when we first started hanging out. Um <laughs> One of those days, I actually um, brought my little electric guitar over, and it's it's this, I think I got rid of it a while back, but it was this black and white electric guitar that my sister had actually owned prior, and she had lent it down to me, and I brought it over to his place, and I'm like, Seth, I have this electric guitar, I don't have an amp, let's make a song. Love it. He yeah. grabbed his drum pad, which he used for practice, like band practice, and we went outside, and we basically wrote down lyrics and basically went back and forth for a good bit just trying to create a rhythm and, like, uh, notes and stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, for a reference as well, Taylor and I were both in uh, – he was in orchestra and I was in band. Yes. Taylor yes. played cello. I played the and cello. And I played percussion. So I had a little trum pad, and that was our setup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And so basically we, we hung out that day because every day of like for the summer, after school, we would hang out, go to Turkey Hill, pick up candy. I would always get Reese's Pieces. Mm-hmm. He would get 
anything. Yeah. But no. he loved Mountain Dew, especially the red Dew. one. I'd always um, get, sometimes I'd get Rolos. Sometimes I'd get Milky Ways if they had them, the midnight yeah. Milky Ways. I would devour those. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes then he would come over in the house and we would have dinner maybe. Um, my sisters loved him. But then one day we randomly were like, dude, we're, we could both be like crazy good musicians. <laughs> And because I used to write a lot of music, I've always written music like since I was in elementary school. So, but they, it was bad though. So I, I like came up with like this, this, this like tagline. And because we were talking about how I was like, we were like, dude, you could really make music out of any type of surface you hit, right? And and and, I, and he was like, dude, that's so crazy. Thinking it was like a crazy like that something is weird. So high school musical, <laughs> yeah. guys. I love it. And so. <laughs> We, we really make music <laughs> out of anything. And then I was like, that's the line. That's the line. That's the line. line. We're going to make a hit. We're going to make a platinum hit. It's going to sell billions of dollars. Wait, so out of anything became a song title or a... That, that was the song title, yeah. yes. But okay. it also became kind of like the hook of it. Yeah, because there were no actual real lyrics. Don't tell mm-hmm. me you've started banging on different surfaces. No, no. Okay. Thankfully, no. <laughs> Yeah, that that would have been rough. But basically, Talon took his out-of-tune, unplugged electric guitar, and I took my little drum pad, and he gave me sticks that could light up, which were pretty cool. Oh, so yeah, they were them. the rock band um, drumsticks. And so I was, we were playing, and I had no lyrics to come up with. And so I would come up with stupid lyrics. Then I'd point to Talon, and he would say, Out of anything. Oh, man. <laughs> out of anything. My mother has the video. Maybe we'll put that. On the, I still, on you the still have yet to switch. send it to me. You tell me you've sent it to me multiple we can times. Post it I still on don't Instagram. have it. Maybe we can. Oh, that is some. Um, that that's, that's some old. Cut. That's it. Some deep Seth and Talon lore. You don't know West Wind Records <laughs> if you don't know out of anything. Oh, you don't man. know them. I've referenced it in multiple songs. Yeah, I think you might have referenced it in songs. Yeah. I don't think I've referenced it yet, but of course yeah, I've but, referenced our relationship. Yeah. Um, so people can access the stuff that you guys did together on Spotify. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Go check it out, guys. It's really awesome. We'll t- yeah, we'll tag that all at the end of the at the end of the episode. Yeah. Um, but to get kind of more into music, that did kind of propel us a little bit further. Absolutely. And you can talk about. So basically, at or, so are we talking to kind of cut back? Are we talking about what happened past that? Or are we talking about what happened after, like after we got out of high school and everything? Because I kind of wanted to talk about where I came from as yeah, a producer yeah. and a musician. Yeah, you can talk about that, yeah. Just heads up, we are probably going to record for about 15 more minutes. Okay, sounds good. So basically, my musical journey uh, after that kind of looked like this. My parents had bought me a iPad, I think, Christmas of that year. And I just, I just loved going through the app store and finding all these little weird apps. And I actually found a couple of music-making apps. And I'm like, you know what? This seems fun. Why don't I do this? I think there was this actual app called Music Maker Jam. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I used that to make electronic beats that I posted to YouTube. This was maybe for like a solid two years, maybe three years. <laughs> it was great. I, I, I feel like if I hadn't had that, I probably wouldn't have gotten more curious about music. But using Music Maker Jam and creating those little beats was just so, it's so funny to me looking back, seeing where I am now. You're good at it at the time, too. I, I'm very for bad with- For the age with, you were. Yeah, for the age I was, yeah. And, and mostly to me, like, I've never seen my, I feel like it's part of self-esteem thing, but also part of the like progress thing. I don't see myself making progress in my eyes, but like everyone else around me sees it. So I'm just like, 
I mean, it it was good at the time. Thank you, but I I don't know if I frankly think it's good anymore. <laughs> you are just like Seth in that regard. I'm very bad at taking compliments. Absolutely. Oh yeah, the both of you. After I had gone through Music Maker Jam, I had found GarageBand on the App Store, which of course I think was free at the time because you buy an iPad, you get GarageBand. It's the it's the package deal. It's what Steve <laughs> Jobs would have wanted. I started messing around on GarageBand and that. That right there really expanded my whole world. It just made me like, I, I went through different sounds and everything, and I was just experimenting all I could just <laughs> to like make these little, little quirky little beats, you know? But I feel like if it weren't for that, I wouldn't have been as curious as music as I am now. And I probably wouldn't have gone further into music and probably into a career for hmm. music. Yeah. And, and it seems like you kind of had a bit of a break for music. Absolutely, absolutely. Like from like I would say twenty sixteen ish to like twenty nineteen. Yeah, uh, you might have still been making stuff, but I remember you had a big splash when you were in Arizona. Yes. So um, yeah, uh, I moved out to Arizona in twenty twenty. Choice year to move out there. Of course, it was my dad's job again. So I moved out there, and I was alone. I really was. It was like my second to last year of high school. And I was halfway through 11th grade, which is even worse. So I got dropped into an online school in Arizona. I had no friends out there. I had to find a job, which actually came pretty easy. I think I got hired within like three weeks of being there Hmm. at a lovely little burger joint. But I just, I had nothing to do out there. I had no one to hang out with. I had coworkers, sure, but they weren't like friends. And Hmm. I had my parents, of course, but they were either working or they were tired from working or like, their family, you know, it's it's a different thing. I had to find my own things to do, so I'd go exploring Phoenix. I, I had took so many bike rides out there. I don't know how I gained so much weight out there, but I I, I took a lot of bike rides out there. I could tell you that. But like when I was out there, I just started thinking more about what I want to do with my life, and I think that was the time when I really started getting into hip hop as well. Music was really like my confidant at the time because. I had nowhere else to go, so of course, listening to music, that really helped to relax me, and that really helped me get through what was a really rough time in my life. Hmm. It was really rough to be out there solo, even if I could talk to friends still. like Talking face-to-face is a completely separate thing from actually talking online or texting someone. It does not feel the same, and I mean, Mm -hmm. a whole year of that, I I don't think I would ever go through that again. Especially since I was, you know, in a relationship at the time. Long distance relationships and I don't mix. (laughs) Um, The music really started coming back to me. And it really started flowing through me. And it really became a guide for what I would do next and, like, my next steps of life. Uh, I turned 18 when I was out there. I graduated a whole seven months before schedule. And, you know, I was feeling really overjoyed. Uh, I got to move back to PA. I bought the family car off my parents. And, you know, the trip went really smoothly. I got to move in with my partner. I mean, I got to see Seth again after a whole year. I mean, Seth I was so excited. I remember. <laughs> I remember no, yeah, that. I, I, that, that was because you had talked about it. But I remember you kept like talking about because um, you came up multiple times while you were gone. And like that was just so much fun. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then I remember 
like you were like, dude, I'm gonna try and move back up there. And you did, and I was like, yo, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't until that time that I really thought I should take the next step in the music and actually start making music again. Because at the time it was just ideas, rough drafts. Even when I was a kid, I've always been sketching like these little schematics for ideas I had. There was like this old video game, handheld video game console I used to plan out called like the Fusion and it was gonna be like this hybrid console or whatever. But I've always just loved creating things like that. Hmm. And I think this was kind of like an evolution of that within me. And I figured the next step would have to be, I didn't feel like I could do it alone. So who better to ask than the friend that really got me into hip hop way back when, and the friend that's consistently had my back and had my side like I've had his. I went to him, I was like, hey man, we should make music. <laughs> and he was like, okay man, let's make music. He sent me two beats, yes. two small beats that he was like, these are just for, for fun. And I wrote lyric to them and I was like, this is kind of good. Was that for keeps and um No, that was for Paradox and okay. Attention. Really? Yeah. Those were the Par- first two Par- beats. Paradox beat you sent Paradox beat you sent to me and I wrote lyrics for that. And recorded it. And, and we put Paradox out as a song is just that has such a storied yeah. history. That that was Yeah. I feel yeah. like that's technically your first song. Yeah. I remember our our, our first, first song. song. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to say real quick, I so admire Taylin that you took the hurt and maybe con- is confusion or s- that you felt from moving to so many different places and feeling maybe like, is, is that how you felt? Yeah, or? no, I, I feel like confusion definitely played a part in that. I mean, I felt confused in the new land I was getting used yeah. to. Isolated. Yes, isolated, yeah. absolutely. And I mean, what's even funnier is that social isolation in an already socially isolated place right. for yourself yeah right. it's pretty easy yeah. <laughs> but the fact that you felt all of those emotions and where it was really struggling and you channeled all of that into your music like even now listening to it like when seth introduced me to some of your your stuff i i felt so much emotion behind it and i think it's amazing that you're an intro right or extroverted either way it's amazing actually <laughs> actually wait Taylor's let me finish extrovert, my <laughs> but anyway i feel like i'm an extrovert at heart but i've definitely grown a lot of introvert tendencies yeah. growing up i think that is an introverted thing to take such deep emotion and to portray it in some art form so that other people can hear it and mm-hmm. interpret their own meaning behind it and and whatever and i think it's i know seth was going through stuff too while you guys um when you had moved back to pa so seeing you guys come together and make art out of your bad times out of your hurting times is so inspiring and amazing absolutely yeah, and I want to just say that it's funny because when we were both in middle school and early high school, we used to like take beats offline and I would freestyle. Yes, yes. And we would freestyle and like that was just something we did. It was it was the thing that we just loved doing because it was like we were sitting there enjoying each other's company at the same time as doing something we loved and I yeah. think that's where we soon realized that music wasn't just a thing to do for fun. We could do this for more. Yeah. We could be doing it for ourselves. We could be doing it for a crowd. We could be doing it for millions of people. It, it's insane to think about how just one day your childhood dreams can go all the way up these little steps into just something that means something to you. Because at the time, maybe to you it may seem like a dream and to others it may seem like a dream. But when you say that it's more than a dream and you say, I want to do that, 
I want to make that my thing. That's the moment you can take that dream and make it reality. You take it in your hands, you grab it, and you say, this is mine, and I'm not letting go. Yeah, there's Amazing. a That's there's beautiful. a song by this uh, Christian artist named Wayne Watson uh, called, I think it's called In the Master's Hands. And the song is about this violin. Um, it's very beaten down, broken old. Um, it's not very, it's it, not a lot of people, it's not desirable. Mm-hmm. And it's at an auction, and he's, and he's trying to sell it, and people don't want it. And this masterful violinist comes up and plays it, and it's beautiful. And of course, it's a um, it's an allegory for God and how He touches us personally. But I think also how we look at stories like that is that when we have something that we feel like is so broken down and so pushed away and so you know undesired, and we don't and, and we feel so scared to do anything with it, if we give it that energy and we try our best to really put our love into it and pour energy into it, you eventually start seeing it grow and become something that you thought it never could be. Mm-hmm. So saying a dream that people shot down and broke, pushing it into something that you love and making it actually amazing. It's something you love to do. That's beautiful. I think that's a good reference. I feel so inspired right now. <laughs> so we are um, going to wrap up here in a bit, but Taylin, before you go, thank you again for coming on the show. I think this is beautiful words and beautiful story that you're sharing. What, would you leave with the audience? What message do you want to leave with them, whether that's about dreams or passion or even moving around or what can people take from your story? Well, all I have left to say is, um, well, first, uh, thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. Like I've been, I'm really excited about this opportunity. I I can't really sound giddy, but (laughs) I I feel giddy. But uh, for all you listeners out there, I just wanted to say uh, whatever makes you happy, I want you to do that. No matter what anybody says, if, it, if it's helping to keep a smile on your face and a healthy mind, then I want you to keep doing it. You shouldn't always have a reason to do things, at least in my opinion. A little spontaneity never really hurt anybody. Mm-hmm. But if that thing you love doesn't involve hurting others, putting them down for beliefs, grow up. Because putting your passion into something that truly makes you happy is a whole new universe of its own. I love it. Is that cheesy? Is that a little cheesy? That was good. That was good, Taylor. That was pre-written. That was good. If you couldn't tell. That was beautiful. That was good tea. <laughs> that was good. And cheesy is great. <laughs> cheesy is memorable. <laughs> and I, man, I would agree with that. I think people need, people get, you know, especially in the wintertime, we get in these mundane routines. And especially if you would move to a new place, like I remember I felt this way when I moved here nothing like brought me joy because I was just doing the same thing every day and I felt like nothing Mm -hmm. was changing. You have to be intentional about taking the blessings that you've been given and making something out of it and pouring your whole passion into it. So I think that's beautiful and I'm, I'm grateful that you shared that today. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Grow up. Oof. Yeah, I felt that up. one. Yeah, I, I felt that one. But yeah, sometimes people just, they're, they're pushing so far back and they're like, I don't want to do it. I'm so sad. Like, man, just get up and do it. <laughs> Grow up. <laughs> and, of course, there's always stuff that might stop you, but there's a lot of – most of the time, we are really just giving ourselves excuses. Yeah. 
But anyway, that's true. Anyways, Anyways, as we wrap up, I would love if you guys could promote some of the stuff that you guys have out on Spotify. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You can find him at. Uh, you can find me. I'm Beanie Boy on Spotify. Uh, mm-hmm. My most recent project, Future Visions, out now. Uh, real cinematic piece. I want you to listen in real deep. That's a little Ooh. rhyme for you. Stream Saturday in Malibu. Oh, yeah. Stream Saturday in Malibu. That's one of my <laughs> instrumental projects. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, that's really uh, that's really inspired by like my little weekend trips to Malibu as a kid. There's a whole story behind that that you could probably find on the internet somewhere. <laughs> good stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, you can find me at Some Sort of Icon on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, anywhere. I really got a universal handle. I don't have a Twitter or anything, but... Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, nice. all those places. It's some sort of icon. <laughs> Guys, anytime we, me and Seth, like put out something creative on Instagram or we might have new music or whatever, just know that it's actually Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do our graphics, but yeah, our new music is Taylor. And he did do our logo. And Taylor usually helps us out with a lot of that stuff. Yeah. So we I do want to appreciate him. I yeah. Try. As for me, you can find me at Daniel, D-A-N-E-Y-L, on Spotify, Apple Music. And for me and my personal social, you can find me at it's underscore D-A-N-E-Y-L. Mm-hmm. You can find Miss Karina on the other side of the studio at? At Karina, C-A-R-I-N-A, underscore B-04. And you can find us both at the underscore introvert underscore city on Instagram and Facebook. Yes. Thank you guys for tuning in. Let us know if you like these more uh, laid-back interviews where we kind of just let someone tell their story. I think these are a lot of fun and super helpful. So, Mm. yeah, keep streaming season two. And also, we wanted to let you guys know that the Introvert City will be taking probably a one- to two-week break, and we're not going to be putting out episodes. Some really exciting things are happening um, in the studio and with the podcast. We've gotten the privilege of seeing our numbers go up and we want to make some some changes um, make things a little bit more professional and we just are taking a break to think about what the next steps are for our podcast and what we're going to do moving forward and expanding so it's all good stuff um, we're really excited to see where this will go and how god will work so amen just bear with us and we'll be back in one to two ish weeks We'll keep y'all updated. Follow us on Instagram for the update. Business weeks. Correct. Business weeks. Okay, guys, we love you all. Thank you again, Taylor. Bye, homebody. Yeah, West Wind forever.